Welcome to our podcast, Hey David, where Grandpa Rod talks about life and attitudes, hope and success. Each week, he raises a new topic for David to consider. We hope it speaks to you too. We also hope you'll invite your friends to listen and that you'll share your comments with us. Here is Rod with today's topic. Hi, I'm Rod MacArthur, David's grandpa and narrator of the Hey David podcasts. Thanks for listening. I want David to have the best grandfatherly counsel I can give. It could be that you'll gain some light pointers too. Welcome. Today I'm going to begin to talk with David about some strategies of self-talk. You can control the little voice that sets the course of your life. Hey David, it's Grandpa. In our last visit, I talked with you about the power self-talk has in molding our lives. We saw it in shooting free throws. We saw it fail when the 10 spies looked at themselves as grasshoppers. We even saw what our creator said about it when he said, quote, this is what they have begun to do, and now nothing shall be impossible to them, end quote. He knew. He made us that way. Unfortunately, not everybody takes advantage of this built-in power Even worse, some people allow this power to pull them down, like the spies did. So, I thought it important to share with you a few of my insights into how to use your inner power for good. You can uplift your life. You can ignore any distraction, discouragement, even the naysaying of thoughtless people. You can neutralize the negativity in your life, whether it originates from within or from without, by being in control of your thinking. People often say cruel or thoughtless things. They will say, you can't, or you aren't good enough, or you'll never make it. These thoughts, as they bombard you, have the potential of messing with your mind. It's your self-talk, more specifically, your attention to your self-talk, that allows the negativity of the world to roll off you like water off a duck's back or like grease off a Teflon. When you grasp this reality, that your thinking always leads you somewhere, you'll take charge of your thoughts. You'll think about what you're thinking about. You'll do this so you can understand what those thoughts are that are informing your moods, dictating your reactions, or prompting your words. Your self-talk is behind all these, you see. Here are some important questions to ask as you analyze your thinking. Start with, quote, Do these thoughts serve me well? Are they taking me where I want to go? Or are they taking me places I'd rather avoid? End quote. Should I keep these thoughts or discard them is an important question, too. Don't pass it by lightly. Make yourself answer it. If your thoughts are useless, or if they're taking you somewhere you don't want to go, or if they're giving you a mood you don't want to have, or if they're turning you into somebody you don't like, 
then hit the delete button and flush them away. Pause from time to time, David, especially when you're down, feeling lonely or upset with yourself. Pause and think about what was running through your mind at the time. If you need to, write those thoughts down. Look at them suspiciously. Are they helping you or are they hurting you? Be in control of your thoughts to be in control of your mood. Train yourself to be aware of what you're thinking. Ask yourself this important question. Do I want this thought to define me and my future? If you don't, then replace it with the kind of thoughts that you do want to define your future. Use thought replacement strategy. I mean, if you find yourself saying, for example, I'm too fat, stop right there and replace it. It might be true that you don't like the weight you are and that you actually do need to lose weight. That's not the point. The point is, if you tell yourself I'm too fat, your mind grabs onto it, sets it as a goal, and makes it happen. That's the way our minds work. So, if you see the need to lose weight, tell you something like this. I'm losing weight using my new regimen. Here's what you just did. You replaced a negative goal, too fat, with a positive one, lose weight. If you treat this with the respect that a genuine goal has, your mind will find ways to make it come true. You'll lose weight. This is so important, I must repeat it. Your mind is a goal seeker. It will find ways to hit the target that your self-talk sets. Here's another important thought. Always state your goal as present tense. I am losing weight. Not as future tense. I will lose weight. The difference is amazing. In the first statement, your mind sees you in the process of losing weight and goes about to help you do it. It's a goal that you have embraced and stated positively, affirmatively, and in the present. But if you simply say, I will lose weight, your mind is on hold. You have not told it when it's supposed to do that. You put it off when it's supposed to start. You put it off into the future somewhere. It's uncertain. It's indecisive. And it's destined not to work. You're going to stay at the weight you are or even gain. Your mind is waiting for you to tell it when to start. So always state your affirmations in the present. That's where the power to produce results lies. Here are a few more examples of replacing the negative thought stream with positive affirmation. Maybe your friends have said in your hearing, he's so stupid, can't learn anything. Maybe your brain held on to that, and you've replayed it over and over, and have started to believe that you're too stupid to learn anything. Stop it. Do this instead. Say to yourself, I do enjoy learning new things. You know it's true, so you have just reinforced the truth with a positive affirmation. Maybe your political or religious beliefs have led you to think, nobody likes me. 
Now, I know you, David. You have a ton of friends, so this doesn't apply to you, but others have said it to themselves. Instead, tell yourself, I enjoy discovering new ways to meet people, or something like that, some positive thing. I have seen young people avoid trying new things. I won't mention any names. They tried once, and it didn't work for them. They said to themselves, I always fail. So, not wanting to be a failure, they shy away from new things. Wouldn't it be better to say something like this? I overcome setbacks by trying again. I remember what Zig Ziglar said, quote, Anything worth doing is worth doing poorly as often as it takes to learn to do it well, end quote. I believe that. We learn from each repeated attempt, then we self-correct. Now, which of those thoughts is going to produce the good result of accomplishment? Similar to, I'm a failure, is, I never get anything right. Wouldn't it be better to say, I often find the right thing to do or say? It's undoubtedly true that many times we do find the right thing to say or do. This highlights a critical cognitive distortion, selective memory. We selectively forget the good because it makes a lie out of our inner narrative that we never get anything right. It's true we have setbacks, failures, or disappointments. We can't ignore them, but we also can't let them define who we are. Thomas Edison brilliantly illustrates what to do with a setback. As you know, he invented the incandescent light bulb. However, it took him many, many attempts before he got it right. As an experimenter, Edison often took wrong paths before discovering solutions. In response to a question about his missteps, Edison once said, quote, I have not failed 10,000 times. I've successfully found 10,000 ways that will not work, end quote. He went on to develop the incandescent bulb, which until recently has been the light of mankind. What's the point? Edison could easily have become discouraged by the setbacks. He could have told himself, I'm never going to get this. Instead, he had a goal, a positive mindset, and a dogged persistence held in his mind that he would one day develop the light bulb. He didn't allow the setbacks to prompt him to call himself a failure. The setbacks simply eliminated some fruitless areas so he could pursue his research and find the way that finally worked. If he had thought to himself, this'll never work, we would have been in the dark for a long time. He did not allow himself to think what a failure often causes other people to think. He was in charge of his thoughts and as a result stayed positive and got the job done. That's what I'm talking about. Seeing the goal, believing in yourself, and pursuing it until it is a reality. You have that in you, David. Find it. Exploit it. Grow into this world as a man of great optimism and accomplishment, because you can. Use your God-given gift, the power of your thoughts, 
to map out and pursue a life that speaks good things to you and about you. I love you, David. Thanks for listening. If you got something worth holding on to from this blurb, come back next Monday. Next week, I want to talk with David about more strategies of self-talk. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Hey David. If you have thoughts, comments, or questions, please send them to rod underscore MacArthur at comcast.net. Rod will get back to you. Also, check out the church's website, www.churchofauburnwa.com. You'll discover a ton of information. You may especially enjoy the page Blurbs from Rod. Until Until next next Monday, Monday, have have a a joy-filled week. week.